Chapter Nine of Peggy Raymond's Way or Blossom Time at Friendly Terrace by Harriet Lemis Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine The Most Wonderful Thing in the World. Nelson Hallowell had something on his mind. Ruth had discovered it early in the evening. They had all gone over to Peggy's, and there had been the usual amount of talk and laughter, but Nelson had hardly spoken. Every time she looked in his direction, Ruth found his eyes upon her, and something in his manner said as plainly as words could have told it that he was only waiting to get her alone to impart some confidence of more than ordinary importance. Ruth was not in the least inclined to be self-conscious, but for some reason his unwavering regard made her nervous. She was glad when the clock struck ten, and she could take her leave. Though Graham had lingered for a little talk with Peggy, and Nelson and Ruth had the sidewalk to themselves, the young man seemed in no hurry to relieve his mind. Instead he walked at Ruth's side, apparently absorbed in thought. Ruth, waiting half-amused and half-vexed by his air of preoccupation, pinched her lips tightly shut as she resolved not to be the first to break the silence. At the door of her home Nelson suddenly roused himself. "'May I come in for a little while, Ruth?' "'Of course, Nelson. It's Friday. No classes tomorrow.' "'There's something I want to talk to you about,' he said, and followed her indoors with an air of summoning his resolution. As Ruth turned on the lights in the living-room, he drew a letter from his pocket and handed it to her. "'I'd like to have you read that.' Ruth seated herself by the drop-light and drew out the enclosure. It was folded so that her eye fell at once on the signature. "'Why,' she exclaimed, "'that's the nice soldier you got acquainted with in the hospital.' "'Yes, the fellow from Oklahoma, you know.' Ruth unfolded the letter and began to read. Immediately her expression underwent a noticeable change. One would have said that the letter annoyed her, though when at length she lifted her eyes and met Nelson's expectant look, she was laughing. "'Did you ever hear of anything so absurd?' she exclaimed. Nelson cleared his throat. "'If you look at it in one way, it's quite an unusual chance. You see, he's willing to take me without any capital.' "'I don't know what he ever saw in you.' to make him think you'd bake a ranchman ruth exclaimed i can't imagine you as a cowboy i suppose she said excusingly that he's always been used to an outdoor life and it seems rather dreadful to him for any one to be shut up in a bookstore it is rather dreadful ruth gave a little start for a moment she was under an impression that she had not heard nelson aright or else that he was joking and yet his voice had no suggestion of humor it was hoarse and curiously intense, and as she looked at him, she saw that his face was unnaturally flushed. "'Why, Nelson,' she cried, "'what are you talking about? You can't mean that you don't like your work.' Nelson looked at her appealingly. Without realizing it, Ruth had spoken in a rather peremptory fashion, and at once his sensitive face showed his fear of having offended her. "'I used to think I liked it, Ruth.' "'Used to? Well, Nelson—' But now it's like being in a straitjacket. Honestly, how any fellow who was in the service can ever get back to standing behind a counter and be satisfied. Again, Ruth noticed the curious intensity of his manner. She looked at the letter lying upon the table with a feeling of irritation she did not stop to analyze. Nelson, you don't mean you want to take that offer. You wouldn't really like to go to Oklahoma, would you? Why, it's the jumping-off place. He sat looking at the floor. I wanted to know what you thought, he murmured. I 
hate to say all i thought why nelson i don't believe it's ever occurred to you what it would mean to your mother ruth herself had not thought of mrs hallowell until that instant and she made up for her tardiness by speaking very earnestly it would simply kill her to have you off at the ends of the earth mother's pretty game you know nelson smiled as if recalling something that had pleased him particularly she says she wouldn't mind a bit living in oklahoma ruth swallowed hard something in his reminiscent smile added to her vexation i should think you would know better than to take her seriously she'd die of homesickness but of course if you've really set your heart on going thousands of miles away from all your friends i wouldn't want to put anything in your way ruth you know i don't mean that he looked rather bewildered at her injustice i haven't answered the letter i just wanted to know what you thought about it well i think the whole thing is absurd i suppose you were a little restless after your army life but you'll get over that i suppose i will nelson acknowledged he was so humble about it that ruth promptly forgave him for having given favorable consideration to the offer of his friend in oklahoma and was her usual pleasant self during the remainder of his stay as far as nelson was concerned the matter was dropped but unluckily for ruth's peace of mind peggy was yet to be heard from the next day was saturday and peggy dropped in soon after breakfast ruth what was the matter with nelson last evening i never knew anybody to be so quiet i was afraid that perhaps something was said that hurt his feelings he's such a sensitive fellow no indeed peggy it wasn't anything particular ruth hesitated uncertain whether to let it go at that or to explain the situation in full her lifelong habit in confiding in peggy proved more than a match for her undefined hesitation and she went on to tell of the letter from oklahoma with its preposterous offer she finished with a contemptuous laugh but peggy's face was grave did he want to go ruth why he well it seems peggy that since he got out of the service he's been sort of restless he got so used to outdoor life that he doesn't enjoy indoor work but i tell him he'll get over that i suppose said the downright peggy looking straight at her friend that you feel that you wouldn't want to live in oklahoma ruth jumped then as the blood rushed tingling to the roots of her hair she turned on peggy a look of intense indignation peggy raymond what on earth are you talking about peggy sat without replying and ruth continued vehemently of course i like nelson hallowell i like him very much i consider him one of my very best friends but that's all the very idea of your talking as if i suppose said peggy as ruth came to a halt you'd miss him if he went out west ruth brightened yes that's just it i'd miss him terribly i really think he's one of the nicest boys i ever knew and for all he's so quiet we have dandy times together but as for anything else don't you think suggested peggy as ruth halted again that it seems a little bit unfair to interfere with nelson's future just because you like to have him dropping in every day or two and because it's convenient to have an escort whenever you want to go somewhere ruth found herself incapable of replying she sat staring at peggy with a resentment that she could not have concealed if she had tried and peggy quite unmoved by her friend's indignation continued judicially if you were going to marry nelson you would have a perfect right to help decide where he should be located but it's considerable of a responsibility to persuade him to turn down an offer like that just because you're afraid you're going to miss him if he goes away ruth found her voice 
nelson hallowell can do exactly as he pleases he asked my advice and i gave it but he doesn't have to take it unless he wants to that's not fair ruth however you feel about it you know perfectly well that nelson wants to please you more than anything in the world and besides when a friend asks you your advice you're supposed to think of what is best for him and not of what you want yourself really peggy said ruth rather witheringly as long as nelson is satisfied with my advice i can't see how any one else need take it to heart peggy colored it was a fact that relying on long intimacy and close friendship she had said more to ruth than she would have been justified in saying to another girl excuse me ruth she answered quickly i'm afraid i was rather interfering the effect of this apology was peculiar ruth burst into tears oh don't peggy she sobbed don't act as if it wasn't any business of yours what i did i'm afraid owned peggy that i'm too much inclined to think everything you do is my business no you're not we're just the same as sisters and it would kill me if you washed your hands of me peggy burst into a reassuring laugh small danger of that dearie i'm likely to remain meddlesome peggy to the end of the chapter as far as you're concerned and i don't know what you're crying for ruth ruth was not quite sure herself but she continued to sob do you think i ought to encourage nelson to go peggy i don't say that but it seems to me you ought not to discourage him unless you have a good reason and though i don't know much about such things it sounded to be like a wonderful offer what does nelson think i guess he thought so too but i didn't give him a chance to say much ruth dropped her mouth upon peggy's shoulder and sobbed oklahoma is such a dreadful way off i know it is peggy patted her shoulder tenderly i'd nearly cry my eyes out if anybody i loved went there to live nelson is so good peggy he wanted to go but he gave it up just as soon as he saw i didn't like the idea and i know he hates that old bookstore peggy continued to smile rather wistfully and to pat the heaving shoulders while ruth prattled on i'm awfully selfish i know it's just as you said never give a thought to what was best for him i never said that ruth i'm sure well it's so anyway i wonder if he's answered that letter yet i'm going to call up and see ruth had no need to look in the telephone book to find the number of flynn's bookstore as the hour was early nelson himself answered the call his politely interrogative tone changed markedly as in response to his hello ruth said it's i nelson ruth why good morning have you answered that letter from oklahoma no i haven't ruth but never mind that letter we won't talk about it any more i just wanted to ask you not to answer it till we talked it over again nelson he hesitated a moment i don't see the use of that i wanted to see how you really felt about it and now i've found out well don't answer it right away that's all are you coming up tonight, nelson sure ruth smiled faintly at the emphatic syllable good-bye she said then sighed as she hung up the receiver well it's all right she told the waiting peggy i haven't done any mischief that i can't undo but when nelson came that evening he proved unexpectedly obdurate he showed an extreme reluctance to reopen the subject of the oklahoma proposition and roused ruth's indignation by hinting that the matter did not concern peggy raymond and he could not see any reason for her butting in 
and when sternly called to order for this bit of heresy he still showed himself unwilling to talk of oklahoma what's the use he burst out suddenly i know how you feel about it 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 it's awfully hard explaining ruth when i haven't any right to do so to say how i feel but the long and short of it is i wouldn't go to any place where you wouldn't live he stopped his face scarlet as he realized all his statement implied nelson was keenly conscious of his own disadvantages graham would soon be in a position to support a family but the salary mr flynn paid his competent clerk made a wife seem an impossible luxury nelson regarded ruth as the bright particular star of the friendly terrace quartet he considered her prettier than peggy wittier than amy and more talented than priscilla for him to aspire to be the first in her heart was the height of presumption in nelson's opinion and yet he had just said to her in effect that he would not go to any place where she would not go with him despairingly he realized how poorly his presumptuous speech had expressed his attitude of worshipful humility then he became aware that ruth was looking at him from the other side of the table and that her manner lacked the indignation appropriate to the occasion she held her head very high and her eyes were like stars nelson suddenly experienced a difficulty in breathing his heart was beating more rapidly than it had ever beaten under fire he heard himself asking a question the audacity of which astounded him you wouldn't think of it would you ruth going out to that rough cattle country a girl like you he did not realize the desperation in his voice as he put the question but its appeal went straight to ruth's heart she answered unhesitatingly the place wouldn't matter nelson everything would depend on the one the one i went with it was not an opportune time for graham to walk into the room and it argued him obtuse that instead of realizing he was in the way he seated himself in the easy chair and proceeded to discuss a variety of subjects once or twice nelson's answers suggested that his mind was wandering and small wonder for when the most wonderful thing in the world had just happened it is hard on any young fellow to be held up and forced to give his views on universal training End of chapter nine